Welcome back to Bison Feedback, which is brought to you by Thunderseed and by Dow AgroSciences. Higher yield, more oil, and a variety of profitable market segments. That's Mycogen brand sunflowers. Talk to your local Mycogen Seeds dealer about getting higher premium potential today. Dow AgroSciences. Science. Yield. Success. The head coach of the Bison men, Dave Richmond, now joins us on the show. And Dave, long time no speak. How are you doing? Great, Scotty. How are you? I'm doing well. Looking forward to traversing with you to Indianapolis this weekend. Yeah, that's exciting. It's going to be, uh, we've got to take advantage of this week off, Scott, but also uh, obviously looking forward to and, and excited to get back on the court on Sunday. Well, let's talk about the past week. You were on the road for games against IPFW, losing a tight one, 79-74, and then Saturday really locking down defensively and beating Western Illinois in Macomb 65-52. to now, I might be taking words out of your mouth, but a lot of times when I ask you this question, you'll say, well, good, but not great. What are your thoughts on the past week? You took the words out of my <laughs> mouth, Scott. You know, obviously, we go into Thursday night's game against an extremely talented IPFW team that had just walked in and beat Omaha, the number one team in our league, at their place at, at Omaha. And really, the, the, the fact that we had them down seven or eight in the, in the second half and then... Uh, blow it and, and lose an opportunity against the top 100 team at their place. That's frustrating. It's just disappointing, uh, you know. And, and our our group is young, but we've got a bunch of fighters, and, and they were disappointed, and they should have been disappointed. I thought we did some things that showed our youth and immaturity, in in, in particular uh, between that 10 to four minute stretch in the second half that ended up ultimately costing us the game. And again, that's been a little bit of a microcosm of our season so far. Things have gone well for good stretches. We just haven't finished some things off for 40 minutes, and um, we, we've held it back from being great. And, again, a little bit of the story from the weekend. But also very encouraging some things to go into a, an atmosphere like that against a good team like that and compete uh, for the better part of the game and then turn around and, and respond on Saturday afternoon. What were some of the adjustments that you were making within the game? It sounds like it might have been kind of a chess match between the coaches there uh, on the Thursday night game because you had a seven-point lead and then the Dons kind of rallied. They wound up winning by five. Uh, what were adjustments that were being made on both sides there as IPFW was able to put together a long run and then win by five? Scott, you've seen us play numerous times. We we don't do a ton of adjustments from a, a standpoint of uh, flipping to a zone or a press mm-hmm. or, or going to an in, some new elaborate offense. We just try to do us better. And what I was disappointed in for that stretch is what we talk about as a staple of us is defending, rebounding, and taking care of the ball, but also the poise, composure, and discipline we needed. We need to run efficient offense. And I thought that's what we did for the better part of that game, except for that stretch where, again, it, it, it's a it's a good problem. You talk about a problem, but a good problem for a coach to have where we've got a bunch of guys that want to make plays, that are trying to make plays, just don't understand the time, score, situations, mm-hmm. the win, and maybe how to make those plays right now with the young young group that we have. And again, I would rather it that way that they want to make the plays and, and just don't know how, than then you know uh, know how but can't make the plays because you can teach those things and, and you can build off those things. But I just thought we got a little rushed, we got a little uh, impatient, mm. we tried to force some things for that. 
six to eight minute stretch, and, and that cost us the game against a good team. Dave Richmond, the head coach of the Bison Men, is our guest. If you have a question or a comment for Dave, give us a call at 237 5948, toll free 800 880 I have a bunch of other questions I want to ask you about your team, but tell me a little bit about John Conchar. He had 10 points, 19 rebounds, four assists a tall guard, and we did discuss him last Monday night before you made the trip, Dave. This guy sounds like a really up-and-coming star in the Summit League. You know, that, that's the problem with, with John is we're going to be talking about him for the next three and a half years Yeah, for him to be a redshirt freshman. I actually talked to John Kaufman, their coach, about him, and a, a lot of what you see at mid-major basketball and why there's no exact science to recruiting. A young man that didn't have a whole bunch of interest coming in, maybe – Maybe a couple other Division One looks was only 168 pounds coming to them, and he really benefited from that redshirt year. And now he's up to 200, 207, I believe John said, and wow. just a young man that really just it's you know, <laughs> besides playing against him, he's a guy you just really like and, and root for. And it's as hard as that is to say, I think that's uh, it's pretty easy for me to say after watching them countless times on video before as you're scouting them and then watching them play. There's no flash to him. There's just a whole bunch of, of, of substance. He goes about his business. He really understands the, the game. He's got a great toughness about him, and, and he's got a sneaky athleticism about him. And, um, I mean, he's a good player, but you know we're excited to compete against him. I know our, our guys, we can learn some things that we can do better against him and, and the entire Fort Wayne team the next time we'll see them here in Fargo uh, next month. Paul Miller had 23. Corey Brown continues his sensational play. He had 23 points nine rebounds. It sounds as though the Bison did a lot of good things in that game. I know that you don't want to hear that because you lost the game by five, but uh, how about the way your team overall played and and you did withstand some of that pressure from IPFW in a really tightly played second half? Yeah, again, Scott, for for the better part or for a good portion of that game, I, I thought we were pretty locked in and competed. And, you know, we we got beat on the glass by five. That's something that's a staple of of ours is winning the glass, and we didn't do that. We didn't get to the free throw line enough. And when you go on the road, there's just certain extenuating circumstances and factors outside of your control. It seems like that you can't control, and you can't worry about those things. And we talk about being ten better on the road to get a one point win, and and we weren't ten ten better uh, for a good stretch. We were probably even, and but you can't be for a stretch and. Again, encouraged by a lot of things. In particular, you touched on it. Corey Brown is is playing his best basketball of his career, but what he's doing is doing he's doing nothing spectacular. He's just playing really within himself. He's taking not good shots. He's taking great shots. He's defending at a high high level. And in conference play, teams are so well scouted both ways that it comes down a lot to what we call fifty fifty plays or manufacturing points. And that's where Corey's really excelling. He's getting to the free throw line. Not only is he getting there, he's making them. Um, just really pleased and really happy for Corey for the time and effort he's put in off the court and, and, and within this program over the last three and a half years. And Also excited to finish this out with him. And We, we know we're going to need him to be uh, as good or better down the stretch. Corey Brown also had 15 points, five rebounds, made both of his three-pointers in your win over Western Illinois on Saturday. Are we seeing Corey Brown just develop into the player that you saw in him when you recruited him out of high school? I think so. And a quick story, which I remember when, when he called to say he was committed and 
and we had one of the young ones at my house here, and I was screaming, running around the house, <laughs> excited, and I, I think I scared the you know what out of them. But you know what? And, and it was it was great because we got to uh, visit with Corey's high school coach really quick after the game on Saturday after the Western Illinois game, and and, and both of us agreed. You can talk about this stat or that stat, but the kid the kid's a winner. He won in high school. His, his freshman year here, he wins 24 games, turns around and wins 26 games as a sophomore. Last year, with the group that wasn't expected to do much, he, you know, he, he takes us. We win 23 games. Uh, we've already won 14 games this year, and that's the, the most telling stat. That's the stat that I want to be judged at, that any player that we want in our program, hopefully that they want to be judged at. And He just does what it takes to win, and he, he's been, for the last three, three, three plus years he's been known as a defender and kind of an energy and effort guy but what you're seeing him now is really understanding what's expected of him and how he can be successful offensively and and he's doing that by just doing those things not trying to do too much and um really pleased at the the way Corey's listened he's taken coaching so much so well here this past uh the past couple months and that's translated in a tremendous amount of success on the court for him and obviously uh, for us here, the last four conference games to be three and one, uh, it's encouraging. Yeah, well, and he is just so athletic. I mean, the good Lord has blessed Corey Brown with great leaping ability, and it seems to me, Dave, that we have seen more of Corey exploding to the rim and laying down some one-hand dunks this season than ever before. Do you think he has just kind of taken the bull by the horns, and if he sees an, an opening to the rim, he's going to go ahead and try to finish? Yeah, I think he's always seen those openings, Scott. But what he's doing is, is understanding the time to win and to win to attack those openings. And, and once you're in those openings or through those openings, then what to do? Is it the next best pass from there because you've drawn a double team? Or is it to go up and finish with a jump stop and a shot fake and then go up and finish? And that, that's what I'm most pleased with, Corey, is it, it's at, at times, and it's like anybody, it's an evolution of a player. You're just so hungry and you're so sped up that you're just, going to force things a little bit and that's what Corey's really done you know again in particular the last four or five six games I think the game is is continuing to slow down for him and he's making the right decisions because he he can be a playmaker for us whether Mm -hmm. that be scoring or getting others involved or on the on on the glass on on both ends and starting the break with the defensive rebound and um, again that's what so encouraged and so pleased with Corey of is doing what he's capable of, but not trying to go outside of those capabilities to try to force things. We don't need him to do anything spectacular. We need to do him, him to do him, and, and, and do that better and better and better. That's what we encourage all of our guys to do. What do you think of Western Illinois? Is it playing pretty much the way you would have expected? I mean, it's, it is a team that knocked off Wisconsin in the non-conference part of its schedule. Yeah, Western is a uh, <laughs> they're a weird one to figure out because. Yeah. They, they, the first game of the year, they beat Wisconsin, who was you know just in the national championship game. And, and I don't care how you want to rate this Wisconsin team this year. This is a Wisconsin team that, mm-hmm. that understands winning more than anything. And, and it wasn't only the Wisconsin game. They had some success and got some confidence going in, in the nine-conference game. And, and you look at their conference play, the number of close games they've been in. The, the first game of the year, they battle Omaha to the wire. First conference game of the year, they battle Omaha to the wire, get beat turn around a couple nights later and go to Brookings and uh, really, to be honest with you, a couple questionable calls one way or another and they end up losing by four points mm-hmm. against South Dakota State and we all know uh, who South Dakota State is and, and they just, uh, for lack of a better term, and, and, and I mean this to be no offense to anybody, they just 
almost seems like just found different ways to lose the games. And and we knew going in, this was a talented, well-coached group that was going to be hungry for, for a win. And that's what um, us traveling and all that was really, really pleased with our guys, the way we, we handled some of those things and were able to find a way on Saturday afternoon. We will talk more about the Summit League basketball race with Omaha at the top, South Dakota State, Fort Wayne, IUPUI right now tied for second. Plus the news of the day, Carlin Dupree has returned to the Bison men's basketball program. We'll talk to Dave Richmond, the head coach of the Bison, about that and more and set the scene for a road game against IUPUI Sunday at high noon. You're listening to Bison Feedback on the Bison Basketball Radio Network. Welcome back to Bison Feedback all across the Bison Radio Network on this Monday night. Our telephone number is 237-5948, toll-free 800-880-5346. And Bison Feedback is brought to you by Thunder Seed. Thunder Seed is committed to meeting the changing needs of today's farmers by monitoring the latest technologies and incorporating that knowledge into high-yielding seed products. Thunder Seed is linking today's farmer with tomorrow's technology. Call 1-888-6-THUNDER. Those telephone numbers for you to be a part of the program as we visit with Bison Head Men's Coach Dave Richmond, 237-5948, toll-free 800-880-5346. Dave, Omaha leading the league race right now at 6-1. South Dakota State, Fort Wayne, and IUPUI bunched up, tied for second at 5-2, and two, then your Bison, alone in fifth at four and three. So we still got a lot of basketball to be played. That was a big win over Western Illinois to keep your team above the 500 mark in the league, wasn't it? No question. And you do. We've talked about it uh, at length a lot of different times, Scott. The the level of RPI that our conference is at, it's at an all-time high. And I, and I think numerous media folks and within our staff, we've talked about it. It's not because there's one or, or even two elite teams in our league. It's because of the balance, and I, I think we have a bunch of good teams. You can go all the way down the line. Again, we talked about Western Illinois. Yeah, I, I get it. They're they're 0-7, 0-8 now, but they have a win at Wisconsin. There, there's talent there. Denver was picked last, has had a couple great non-conference wins. They've got a couple wins here, and mm-hmm. uh, for us, it's it's crazy to be in fifth place and only one game back from second, and a couple couple back from from first and. Uh, we knew we knew going when we got the job a couple years ago it was going to be a process with us with the what we had lost and the youth and and inexperience and the growing pains that we were going through but really encouraged where this what obviously what we did last year but the, the young guys that we still have building and, and hopefully continuing to sustain things here going forward it was announced earlier today dave that carlin dupree who had left the bison program january the 12th has rejoined the bison men and I've done a little bit of reading, and I know that Wes Offerman, the basketball SID, has written up a release on this. What's the situation with Carlin as he has now returned to the Bison basketball program? Yeah, you know, let me first touch, you know Wes Offerman and, and what he does for, for this program and for myself. He He's does a tremendous, tremendous job. And, yeah. and we, when you have a situation here or, or an instance for the last couple of weeks with, with Carlin, it's, it's always great to have a guy like Wes in your corner and, yes. and helping you, you know, deal with things like that and really pleased with, with him being part of our Bison family. But the Carlin situation was, I, I think it's 
a, a little bit what you expect, or you, you come to expect the unexpected when mm. uh, when you deal, and, and I don't want to say deal, when you, you get to associate in the recruiting process with 16, 17, 18-year-olds, and then you get to deal with and, or associate with on a, on a regular basis and, and coach and work with the 18 to 22, 23-year-olds, there's a lot going on in their lives. Right. And and we all, uh, males in particular, have a high high egos at times, and, and when things are taken from us, that's a tough pill to swallow. And, um, you know, we, we made the move from the starting lineup for multiple reasons. We did think it would uh, bring some versatility out the bench, and, and, and Ty Cabellas was, was playing at a high level and continuing to get better. And we just thought it was a good move for our program. And uh, it, it was, again, uh, I think at the time, a tough pill for Carlin to swallow. Carlin also had some extenuating circumstances off the court that were uh, really, really weighed into the decision at the time. But I think the most gratifying thing that you that, that I take from this is that when he stepped away, he realized really what he had. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm pleased with. Our culture, you've been around it, Scott. It, yeah. it, it's it's tough. I mean, there's a, a lot of hard work. There's right. a lot of sacrifice that you do, that you go into it. And when you have a young man like Carlin or anybody that uh, misses that or is really bought into it, it um, it's really gratifying as a, as a coach. And I'm going to judge Carlin on the last two and a half years, not the last two and a half months. Um, I also think it's an opportunity for myself, our staff, and most importantly, this program to help a young man that, that needs some extra help more more off the court than on the court right now. Mm-hmm. Dave, I know one of the quotes that came out earlier is that Carlin will come back to the team with some adjusted expectations and will make a decision down the road on whether or not he'll play this season. What does Carlin Dupree need to show you, Dave, that he's worthy of returning to the lineup for the herd. Well, I've been asked that, and that's definitely a fair question, Scott. I'm not sure there's a particular, you know, that he needs to uh, get so many rebounds in practice, or he needs to get this GPA, or anything like that. What what I need to make clear uh, to Carlin, obviously, is he goes forward in life as a father. He goes forward in life as an employee or employer. Most, but but also what I need to make clear to our young guys in our culture is that quitting is not acceptable. And yes, we're excited to welcome welcome him back and, and to help him as a person, to help him as a student, and to help him as a player, no question. But he just can't walk in with the mistake, and he quit on his teammates, and, yeah. and he he needs to uh, face some consequences and repercussions for that. Uh, that that being said, as far as uh, you know, when when Carlin comes back on the court, uh, it, it won't be Sunday. Um, I, I don't think it'll be in the next you know, couple weeks here, in the next two or three games. It might not even be the, the rest of this semester. It'll, it'll depend on the progress Carlin shows as, as a person uh, in maturing from his, from his decision, his poor decision that, we, that we've talked about, how he's doing in the classroom. But it will also depend on uh, the flow and rhythm of our team a little bit. That what we've proven is that uh, this decision to bring Carlin back had uh, very little to do with basketball specifics. Although we've all seen Carlin help us on the court, this is more of a decision to help help a young man that that hopefully down the road can help us as well. But our our team's in a pretty good rhythm, pretty good flow. Mm-hmm. Carlin understands that. Our guys understand that, um, and we're just going to play things by ear. And, and and when the time and if the time is right this semester, we'll we'll make that move. Um, that being said, I, I don't have a pinpointed number of days or or, or weeks or games. It's just a a sign of, of progress within the team, within the within the culture on a daily basis. I respect that answer very much. 6.56 is the time on Bison Feedback. Our telephone number is 237-5948, toll-free, 800-880-5346. 
Now back on the court, IUPUI, the team to beat in Indianapolis on Sunday, and IUPUI is five and two overall, nine and thirteen. Make that nine and thirteen for the season, and five and two in conference play. As you break down the film on the Jaguars, what seems to have lifted them to play so well in Summit League play? I think it's talent and and balance. They played a, a tough non non conference schedule. In fact, I remember being up one late evening in there in overtime with a Marquette team that's got first round draft picks on it. Um, and, and, and they're also they sat out a bunch of transfers last year, and, and it takes a group like that some excuse me some time to grow and, and gel on the court. And I think that's what you're really seeing now is, is they've grown, they've they've gotten better, they've developed, and they've gelled as a group, and they've built some confidence after after some of their successes. I think it really started. They beat South Dakota State at home and, and hadn't beat them in a long time. Gained mm-hmm. some confidence with that. Just turned around on Saturday Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon and beat a, a very good Fort Wayne team at Fort Wayne. And you can see you can see on the court the excitement uh, on that when that buzzer beater went through as their coaching staff is, is, is running around. That that's a program that was hungry and thirsty for for, for a win like that. And um, I, I can sit here again like a lot of teams in our league, and uh, I can't just. Say we got to focus in on Combs, or we got to focus in on Osborne, or a Marcus Barksdale. They've got just a tremendous amount of talent and balanced talent. That I'm not sure I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but for a while they didn't have a guy averaging double figures. Mm-hmm. Now Combs might be, but I, I, that's that's the hardest team to to prepare for when there's when there's a balance like that. Yeah, it's been like that now for a few years, and Marcellus Marcelle, doesn't it seem as though he's probably a ninth-year senior? Dave, how in the world is he still eligible? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple guys like that in our league. The, the Jake Jake Biddles, uh, uh, Obi, Obi at Oral Roberts, a couple of those guys that have been around the block, and, and uh, I'm sure everybody's saying this, the same about Corey Brown, and, and you can see it's, it's senior time of year, and uh, Jake Biddle got back this week and had an instant impact for South Dakota State in their two road wins. Uh, Marcellus is playing at a high level as a senior, just as Corey well, and just what you'd expect from seniors this time of year that understand the go-around of the Summer League. And last question, and briefly, please, uh, with the final couple of days as you practice and get ready for IUPUI, what are you focusing on the most? Scott, I, I know it's cliche, but we're really focusing on us. We, we, and, and I. It started with me at the Omaha game. I think we've got away from from just worrying about us. And, and they jumped out on us and and tried to do this and tried to do that adjustment in game. And, and that's not us. That's not who we are. And we, sure, we suffered a setback at Oral Roberts two nights later. But we we need to focus in, especially with the youth that we have on our team right now. We need to focus in every single day on getting better. And Excellent. every time every time we go out, we have an opportunity to go out go 1-0, and, and that's what we're focused on right now. Thanks for the time, Dave, as always, and we'll see you later in the week. See you Saturday, Scott. Thank you. Yep. For the two head coaches, Dave Richmond and Marin Walseth, I'm Scott Miller. Join us again next Monday night for Bison Feedback.